Hey, I've got some exciting news for you. For nearly a decade, the Social Media Marketing Society has been helping marketers like you to keep up with the changing times. This is our private community just for marketers, and the doors are open right now. When you join, you get access to ongoing training and become part of a welcoming community of marketers who are just like you. Learn more at smmarketingsociety.com. Again, smmarketingsociety.com. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Podcast, helping you navigate the social media jungle. And now, here is your host, Michael Stelzner. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining me for the Social Media Marketing Podcast, brought to you by Social Media Examiner. We believe that with smart marketing, you can compete with the largest players in your industry. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner, and this is the podcast for marketers and business owners who want to know what works with social media. Today, I'm going to be joined by Max Finn, and we're going to explore how to get started with TikTok ads. And if you are an advertiser on Facebook and you're looking to diversify, I think you're going to find today's interview fascinating. By the way, I'm at Stelzner on Instagram. And if you're new to this podcast, be sure to follow this show so you don't miss any of our future content. I was recently at Social Media Marketing World, and I had a chance to connect with some of our best customers. A lot of them listen to our podcast, just like you do. Not everyone knows what I'm about to share with you. We do something special here at Social Media Examiner. The best of the best of the guests that you hear on the Social Media Marketing Podcast not only teach at our conference, but they're also part of our secret society called the Social Media Marketing Society. Each month, our top tier guests who have been on my show are invited to train inside our society for an exclusive group of marketers who are just like you. The training is designed to help you go from being a passive consumer of content to a marketer who is in active learning mode. So if you're ready to make real progress with your marketing, you're a perfect fit for the Social Media Marketing Society. Join us by visiting smmarketingsociety.com. We've got a really big sale that is ending very soon, so don't delay. Again, visit smmarketingsociety.com and join today. And now for this week's interview with Max Finn. Helping you to simplify your social safari. Here is this week's expert guide. Today, I'm very excited to be joined by Max Finn. If you don't know who Max is, he's a TikTok ad strategist and co-founder of Unicorn Innovations, a boutique marketing agency designed to help eight and nine-figure brands acquire more customers with TikTok and Facebook. He's also a partner for Founders Mastermind, a membership group for entrepreneurs. Max, welcome back to the show. It's been a couple of years, man. It's been a long time, but I am excited that we get to finally catch up again. And I'm excited, you know, the intro first try, you don't have to redo it, which is great. So we can smooth sail into the rest of the interview. There you go. Well, last time you were on the show was back in 2017. And back then you were pretty much focused on Facebook ads. Yep. Today you've expanded a little bit. And today what Max and I are going to do is explore TikTok ads. I would like you to share a little bit of the story about maybe over the last three or four years or four or five years, because it's been like quite a while since you've been on the show. What's changed with you? Why did you decide to focus in on TikTok ads? Tell us a little bit about your story there. Yeah. And by the way, from last time we spoke till now, I got officially banned by Facebook. Really? 
my entire personal profile yesterday got banned for no reason. I barely posted. So officially, I can't even do anything on Facebook anymore, which is wild. And we can talk about that another day, but pretty crazy full circle thing. I'm officially off of Facebook entirely. But anyway, like the last few years, you know, I've been pretty hard on the Facebook ad side of things, have grown a very large agency, helping lots of different businesses scale with Facebook. About two years ago, got on TikTok in their alpha program. And it was rough. It was like, they got a long way to go. I never used it personally. I didn't understand it. I thought it was kind of a fad. It's just 16 year old dancing, all that stuff. But about a year and a half ago to a year ago, I started taking it a little more seriously. Two Black Fridays ago, we saw some decent results. And I was like, okay, there's something here. And I saw the writing on the wall with Facebook. I was like, it's so mature. It's so big. The growth potential really isn't there. The arbitrage opportunity really isn't there. And what I found throughout my career, and I'm sure you are very familiar with this and you've talked to lots of experts who are familiar with this, you see the biggest results being one of the first people to crack a channel, to crack a strategy, right? There's not a lot of money to be made once a platform is really mature. It becomes a lot harder to get a lot fewer results. So I wanted to be somewhere that was going to be the next thing, right? Where can I be back on the ground floor or something? Maybe it's not going to be next Facebook. This is at the time when I was thinking, so maybe it's not next Facebook, but at least I'm going to try because the Facebook thing just isn't really working much for us. And luckily, I kind of guessed it right. I put all my eggs in that basket and it turned out to be a smart investment because now TikTok is about 1.2 billion monthly actives. It's just eating everyone's lunch. The numbers are off the charts of engagement. All the advertisers are going to put money into there. They're acquiring talent from Facebook and Google and all the ad channels. So it's been a wild ride to say the least. Well, that's really fascinating because I don't know of too many Facebook ads experts that have pivoted over to TikTok, to be honest with you. So I think it's really cool what you're doing. There's a lot of people listening right now. As a matter of fact, I would say the vast majority of the audience has not done an ad on TikTok, yep. but has done an ad on you know Facebook and Instagram. So what do you want to say to them? Why should they consider TikTok ads when they're so familiar with the Facebook ecosystem? Well, interestingly, I'll say the first thing is that the risk factor. I have spent my entire career on Facebook, my entire career. I've been on Facebook 15 years as a user, 10 years as an advertiser. I've taught 10,000 students how to run it. And I cannot use Facebook anymore. I literally cannot even log into the app anymore or Messenger. I can't run ads anymore. We still have an agency that runs stuff in a team, but it's a huge risk factor. A lot of people are all in on Facebook. They're all in on a single traffic channel. And that's a massive risk. You're building your entire business on somebody else's platform. And on any day, for whatever reason, they can decide to be on this platform anymore and ban you, right? And again, TikTok can do that too. What I'm saying is diversify, right? So TikTok is the channel with the most growth right now. It's acquiring the most users. And I see it in a similar part of its life cycle as I did Facebook eight years ago, right? There's a point with Facebook where it went from, it got all the kids on it, all the high school and college kids. And then all of a sudden their parents started getting on it because they were like, what are my kids doing? And then the grandparents got on it because they were like, my kids are on there. We're seeing that happen right now with TikTok. The parents are getting on it. And pretty soon the grandparents are going to get on it. We talked last week. There's about 10 million people over 55 and up on the platform in the United States, English speaking. That's a big number of 55 and up on TikTok. Well, and we're recording this in March of 2022. And they just announced 10 minute long TikToks. So it's obvious they're going after the YouTube audience, right? So they're not just a short form platform anymore. I believe I saw a stat today. I think it was from App Annie showing uh, that at least on Android, it's the number one downloaded TikTok in the world. And Cloudflare came out with some data in December, I believe, of 2021, showing that TikTok had more traffic to their site than Google. 
which is kind of mind boggling. Think about that for a second. How often do we use Google every single day? TikTok has more. That's a pretty big thing we ought to pay attention to. What did you say there was 1.2 billion daily actives or something? Yeah, over a billion monthly actives. Monthly actives, okay. That's a big audience, right? And you know, there's a lot of marketers that are like, yeah, but you know, video, man, TikTok videos, like you have to make a video in order to make an ad on TikTok, right? I mean, that's the thing. Cause even on Facebook, you know, you don't have to have video in your ad, right? You probably should, but you don't have to. I would imagine you have to on TikTok. Is that fair to say? To do well. Yeah. I mean, they have tools in there in their ads manager where you can upload some images and they'll make like a really nice looking slideshow, but like it's not going to perform. So yes, you could use images. They have generators and they can do it. But if you want to use the platform to its full potential, yeah, you need to know how to make videos on the platform. And we're going to get into this, I know, but like people get intimidated because it's new and because it's different and because they haven't used it personally. In reality, though, it is way easier, in my opinion, to make videos on TikTok than for other ad channels like YouTube, because all I need to make a good TikTok video is some creativity, understanding of how the app works by using it and my phone. I don't need high professional actors and, and camera equipment and mics and lighting. In fact, that makes it look worse, right? It should be raw. It should be authentic, short, right? So you can do it really quickly. If you can understand how to hook somebody in, understand the principles of marketing, understand your kind of core demo and tribe on the app, you can do pretty well on there. There is a different culture on TikTok and there's probably things that we as marketers need to understand because there's plenty of us that are not active on TikTok, especially those of us that are maybe all in on Instagram and Facebook and just haven't jumped over to TikTok yet. So what do we need to know about maybe the way the platform works and how it's different than Facebook? Yeah, there's a lot of different. The big one to understand is how the actual algorithm works. So TikTok is built on a content graph, whereas Facebook and pretty much every kind of legacy web 2.0 platform is built on a social graph. It's built on who I'm connected with. It's built on connections and your social and infrastructure. With TikTok, the reason it's grown so fast is because it's built on a democratic content platform. So anybody, whether they have one follower and they're day one on the app or 5 million followers has a chance to go viral. And that possibility, it's like a lottery. It hooks people. They want to keep trying and trying and trying because they have friends. They know people that went viral. So it's all about content. It's all about understanding how can I get somebody to watch a video longer? How can I get somebody to watch a video multiple times? These are all variables that TikTok looks at when determining how I'm going to rank your video, how many people I'm going to show your video to. And that's why they've been able to build such a sticky platform because it's all about content. It's all about how do I keep a user in the app and going to the next video and then the next video and the next video. So this concept of a content graph versus a social graph, like Obviously on Facebook, we know that every action, every like we have on every video and every post and every group we belong to all kind of creates kind of a targetable audience that we as marketers can advertise to. But it sounds like that's not how it works on TikTok. So how do they create these audiences on TikTok? Yep. So, I mean, from an audience standpoint, there's a lot of similarity to a Facebook, to an Instagram, right? So you still have things like interests that you can target but it's basing the interest around the content people are interacting with and how they're interacting with it, right? How long are they watching videos for? How many videos in certain categories are they watching? They still look at things like likes, right? So that's still a relevant metric and a relevant indicator, but a lot of your performance on the ad side in terms of how you're gonna rank the CPMs you're gonna pay in terms of the cost per thousand impressions, all that's gonna be built around the kind of core video metrics, 100% video views, average watch time, 
repeat video views. So those are kind of the big KPIs that TikTok looks at, among others, right? It's, it's opaque, the algorithm, that you don't know exactly how they work, but it's very different than the Facebook that's built around your social connections and your community. So the algorithm, let's talk about that a little bit. And let's also talk about how campaigns are structured differently on the platform. So is there a separate algorithm for ads versus non-ads content, or is it all one algorithm or how does that all work? What do we need to understand about that? It's definitely different the way that it works in the organic side. And I don't want to spend too much time on this because that's not where our topic is today, but just for a base understanding, it batches delivery. So essentially when you post a TikTok organically, it shows that video to a very small number of people for the first hour or so. And then it looks at average view time, 100% video views, repeat video views, all those metrics. And if it's above a certain number, it then delivers to a larger group, but then caps it and then keeps doing that. And then eventually like phase four or five, a person, actual person looks at it and then it can go to like millions, tens of millions of views. So it's this kind of weird phased rollout period. On the ad side, there's kind of four key metrics that determine how your ad ranks. Your creative performance is one of them. So creative is a big aspect of it, meaning historical creative performance in your ad account. So how well did your videos do in the past with all those metrics we talked about? How well are the current videos doing inside your existing ad groups that you're running right now? That has a big factor on it. But then there's other things that don't factor into the organic side, like auction competition, like user characteristics, right? So who am I targeting in my audience? How has that person interacted with other similar advertisers in the past? Then there's market factors, you know, supply and demand. So there's other variables that go into it, account history. So how have I set up my account in the past? My past data, those variables go into it. But creative is probably the biggest component of how my ad ranks, how much I'm going to pay to reach somebody in the platform. Is the algorithm really quite sophisticated as far as the ad side of things? You know, with Facebook, it kind of has this learning phase and then it takes a little while for it to perform. Is it the same kind of thing with TikTok or is it so fast and so smart that you could just blow through your budget like in, in an hour or something like that? I mean, help me understand how that works. Sure. So from an ad platform standpoint, the mechanics are very similar to Facebook, right? You're not doing accelerated delivery like you're talking about. You could do it if you wanted to, but it's not going to happen normally, right? Unless you choose to do it. It's going to be daily budget, spend $100 throughout the day. It's going to pace it, right? The algorithm is definitely not as advanced as Facebook. That's expected, right? TikTok's a two-year-old ad platform. Facebook's about a decade. So the amount of data Facebook has collected over that period of time is substantially greater than TikTok. So you're not going to launch a campaign day one on TikTok brand new and crush out of the gate. So for any listening that's like, you know, use that on Facebook where I can launch a $20 a day ad group, like brand new ad account and like do really well day one, probably not going to happen unless you have a very, very viral hot product in a certain time period, like Q4, right? So you're going to need to go through a learning phase. And actually TikTok, the learning phase is much more reasonable and understandable to follow that than Facebook. I believe Facebook did that purely as gamification to make you spend more money. I don't think the learning phase is a real thing on Facebook. I think it was just a smart way to get you to spend more. With TikTok, they have the same mechanics, 50 conversion events, seven-day window, exit it, stability, and then you can start scaling, optimizing all the good stuff. They need that signal data because they have less data historically in the business, in the platform. The algorithm is a lot younger. So you need to pass more data back into your ad account to optimize, to get things moving, right? Especially if it's a new ad account, you're 30 days in, you only spent you know, a few thousand dollars. We're going to get into creative in a little bit here, but I want to ask a few more questions about like one-on-one questions. Like when we set up an account, 
What are the options we need to be aware of as advertisers specifically, or what are some things that we should focus on or avoid? Because I would imagine there's got to be different kinds of ads that you can run on the platform, right? Sure. So I think one of the smart things TikTok did day one was they didn't try to change consumer behavior. That's one of the biggest mistakes businesses can make is like trying to change the way somebody behaves. They looked at Facebook. They're the big player. We're going to do exactly what they do. We're going to make the business manager, the ad accounts look identical. We're going to use the same language. We're going to make it look the same from a campaign structure, ad set, ads. So when you go in there for the first time, it's going to feel very native. It's not going to feel like you're out of place. Some ad accounts, you can get in there for different platforms. You're like, I don't know what I'm doing. It's a mess. So the overall mechanics, very, very similar. The type of ads you can run, very, very similar. Things like reach, video views, community engagement, which is like PPE for Facebook. Then you have your conversions, you have catalog sales. So almost identical campaign objectives. The big difference comes at overall account structure, right? So with Facebook, you're going to be doing a lot more ad sets. You're going to be focused more on kind of the, the technicals. I got to dupe this a few times. I got to set this bid here. It's, you know, it's kind of a game. With TikTok, we found that simple is better. And this is also kind of their best practices from corporate. So when we launch a new prospecting campaign, and that's one of the core campaigns we launched day one out of the gate for TikTok. We'll have a conversion-based prospecting campaign, put two, maybe three ad groups in that campaign max, and they're going to be big ad groups. So one's going to be broad, wide open, no targeting. One's going to be a combination of different interests. So layering interests together to make one large audience. When I say large, I'm talking 25, 30 to 75 million people. Wow. Why so big? So the main reason is TikTok likes to have the room to take all the signal that you're passing it to find the right person for you. Because again, they have less advanced kind of third-party data. They have less advanced targeting options, right? Historically, they're getting a little better. So letting the kind of the content do it, letting the platform just kind of navigate and find the right pockets of people in a large audience works well. And for us, we also have just data to support this. Like when we go super small, super granular on an audience, it might perform, but it doesn't have legs. You can't scale into it. So scalability is also something we think about when we're launching stuff. So you said there were three. There was the broad one, and then there was the like 75 with layered interests. Yeah. What kind of interest options do you typically have? You have a lot. So when we first started back in the day, you basically had kind of three buckets. You had some very basic, big interest categories. Then you had these kind of engagement-based video view type audience that people that watch certain categories of videos. And then you had these kind of creator so people that are following certain types of creators. So you just kind of three big buckets of targeting. They've now added hashtags. So you can talk about hashtags, which is really cool. So different tribes, not all hashtags are on there. They need to be a certain size. Interests have been dramatically enhanced. So there's now thousands and thousands and thousands, probably more of interests. Ironically, as Facebook took away interests, TikTok started adding more interests. So you can get pretty granular in there. You can target you know, cryptocurrency trading. You can target baby clothing. Right? You can get pretty specific with who you're targeting. Some of the interests might only have 50,000 people in it. Some might have 50 million. So there's a big, big range in audience size at an interest level. So what was the third category then? Yeah, the third category is if you have any type of kind of source data from a lookalike standpoint, so you have email lists, SMS lists, you can upload those as a custom audience. Then you can build a lookalike on top of those. So we'll do a stacked lookalike. We'll combine all of our lookalikes into a single kind of mega lookalike audience. Most accounts right now, unless you're whitelisted, only can do IDFAs, so device IDs for lookalike creation. 
it's in beta. I'd imagine we're a few weeks away, maybe a few months away from rolling out platform-wide to have everyone be able to use email and SMS lists. But the matching is pretty low, which is a little annoying. Like just match rates for custom audiences. You're lucky if you get 15, 20% match rates on that. So you need a pretty decent sized email list to get you know a few thousand people to target. What about the cost per thousand CPM and stuff like that? Do you find it's more economical or is it more costly than alternatives like Facebook? I would say on the whole, on average, it's significantly cheaper than Facebook. We have clients that are getting CPMs in the three, $4 range for conversion-based campaigns. Again, a lot of it has to do with your creative. The more native, the more on-brand, on-trend creative you can make, you're going to be rewarded for that. You're going to pay a lot less to reach people. And then also has to do with markets you're in. Right. So there's always going to be markets like when you're in the finance trading market education space where CPMs are just higher. You know, for example, ClickFunnels is one of our clients. Their CPMs are, you know, range from nine to $20, which is lower than paying on Facebook. Right. But it's not, you know, single digit because it's a very competitive market. A lot of people are trying to reach that, that audience. We're going to get into creative right now. Just help everybody understand what the creative assets are outside the video. Is there any other assets that you control? Like, is there a button that appears? Is there certain text? I mean, what are the elements of the creative? And then we'll get into your process. So you basically with TikTok, you have full screen, which is pretty cool. So you take control of 100% of screen real estate for that split second, which I think is just so cool. No other platform gives you that. Even YouTube, where you have the full video, you still have other stuff happening, right? Distractions. With on, on that, most people are going to add some type of headline on top of the video. So if you're on TikTok, you see a lot of people put big text over the video. So you control that. Then you have your kind of core description, which really not a lot's happening there because you're basically limited to about 80 characters. It's going to be a line and a half max of text. Is that available or is that hidden typically? That's available. Okay. So it'll pop up. So if you're on TikTok, you'll see in the bottom left, there'll be two rows of text. Okay. You control that. But again, you can't fit a lot of stuff in there. And you also can't use things like hashtags if you're doing it in the ad platform. You can create an organic post and then make a Spark ad, which we'll talk about, and you can use hashtags there, but you can't do it inside Ads Manager. Then you have your call to action button, which is gonna have all the kind of normal call to actions. Think of shop now, buy now, learn more. What is really cool about TikTok, and again, I think they're so much more innovative than Facebook. They have this thing called dynamic CTAs, dynamic call to actions. And basically it's a list of different call to actions that it will dynamically show to people based on what they think they're going to resonate with best in terms of wording. So, oh. so it might say, shop now, buy now, buy today, buy here, right? So it's like split testing almost, huh? Yeah, it does it dynamically. What's even cooler is the algo goes through your account history and goes through what your ads are running, your copy and all the things you're using and learns, like, let's say I'm running retargeting and I'm running a 25% off discount code. It'll recognize that. And now one of the call to actions will be get 25% off today, get your discount now. It'll automatically pull that without you doing anything. Just know that's what you're doing. Or if you're promoting a book, if you're doing a book funnel, right? ClickFunnels do a lot of book stuff. It'll say, get your book today, get your copy now. So it's really, really intelligent and makes that really personalized, the call to action you're getting. Is that something that's automatically turned on or is that something that's an option? It's in every account we have. I believe it's platform wide now. Cool. Dynamic CTAs. All right. Well, let's get into the creative. So this is the part that scares most people in general anyways, right? So what's your process that you recommend for actually creating TikTok videos that actually work? Sure. So this is where things, people overthink this. And honestly, it's so easy to make 
on-brand, on-trend, on-platform native created with TikTok, all you do, so we call this the 007 method, we'll go through it really quickly, is you create a TikTok account. What we like to do is we create TikTok profiles based on industries. So I'll create like a marketing TikTok account and I'll create a cosmetics TikTok account, a supplements TikTok account. And then what I'll do is I'll go in that account. Wait, wait, real quick, just to be clear. So you're recommending if you already have a TikTok account to create some new TikTok accounts for what we're going to be talking about here, right? Is that what yes. I'm hearing you say? Okay. Yeah. And the reason being is the whole purpose of this is for research. If you are mixing your personal with research, it'll dilute the value of this because you'll start getting like, let's say you're just in your person. So you're, you have a lot of interests. You have, you know, you're interested in pets and my, my baby and stuff like that. But then you're looking at marketing videos. You won't get what we want to get out of this. So um, it's best to just keep it separate, keep it clean. So we have, for example, I have a marketing TikTok profile. And the cool thing is you can create a Gmail address, any Gmail address, and then create a TikTok profile with that Gmail address, right? So marketing TikTok account, brand new account. I go into it and then I start searching. So I search how to run, let's say I'm, I'm trying to teach people how to run ads, how to run ads, how to make money with TikTok ads, and all in the search inside Discovery, inside TikTok, right? Free, available to everybody. In the top right, there's a little icon where you can filter by most videos in the last seven days, last month, last you know six months. I'm going to go last week, store by most liked. Wait, real quick. Yeah. After you do the search, you're filtering for most liked in the last week or most viewed in the last week? So most liked. Okay. Keep going. Yep. So I was going to pull it up too while I'm like in here. So I don't know if you can see my screen. So this little top icon in the top right. So when you click that, it shows date posted. So I can go this week and then I can filter by most liked. Got it. So you see there. Yep. Okay, cool. Most liked. And now TikTok is going to show me the most liked, most viral videos in my market that's been posted in the last week. So I'm going to go there. I'm going to like all of them. I'm going to go to the creators if they're relevant. You're going to watch them too though, right? Because it knows if you've watched them, right? Obviously. Of course. Yep. So I'm going to watch them. And this is part of the second kind of second part of the, the strategies. First part is watching them, liking them. If the creator posts a lot of stuff in my industry, I'm going to follow them. Then I'm also going to have a list of the top influencers in my market. So if it's if it's marketing, I'm going to go search Gary Vee. I'm going to search Russell Brunson. I'm going to search all these people, right? I'm going to follow them. I'm going to do that every day for a week, two weeks. What's going to happen is you're going to tell TikTok what you're interested in. TikTok's really, really smart. They're really good at showing you content that's going to keep you in the app. They're going to show you the best content, the most relevant, real-time trending content. So now when I open the app every day, I'm going to spend 30 minutes a day in TikTok. On my For You page, which is the homepage in TikTok, the videos they're going to show me are the top videos that are resonating most effectively with people that I'm trying to target that are also interested in how to make money online, how to run more effective ads. If it's for beauty, it's going to be for beauty stuff. So they're literally showing me the best content right now being posted organically. So I'm going to watch these. I'm going to take notes every day. I'm going to spend 30 minutes. I'm going to write down, how do they open? What was the first three seconds? What do they say? What words do they use? What sounds do they use? What effects do they use? How long was the video? How many cuts did they do in the video? Did they do outfit changes? Did they use props? Did they reference a product? Right? All these things I'm going to write down. And now I'm going to say, okay, I have a list of all these ideas, all these things that I know are working in the app right now. I'm going to think, how can I plug my product in here? How can I use this sound, this style, this wall of text idea? Like, there's all these ideas, green screen, stuff like that we'll talk about later. And I'm going to turn it into an ad. I'm going to use my marketing chops, all the stuff I did on Facebook and YouTube. And I'm just going to plug it into these formats and these frameworks that TikTok is literally telling me to use. It says, hey, 
use this, do this, use this out. It's about as easy as it can get, right? Facebook and all these other channels, you have to do a lot of guesswork, right? It's not as clear. It's not as cut and dry what's working really well on the platform. TikTok literally shows you based on data. It's hard and fast data. Like this is what's working today in your market. Well, this is kind of fascinating because you do this on multiple niches. And obviously in our case, whoever's listening to this has their niche that we recommend they do it on. Do you find that it's different by niche or do you notice kind of trends across the entire platform? Sure. So there's these kind of macro level trends that are definitely evergreen and work across the platform. So things like, and we can talk about them now, like uh, green screen video effects. Those have been hot for a few months now. We're using those across beauty, supplements, marketing education, sales education, finance, because in the app, one of the core effects is a bunch of different green screen styles. So in TikTok, I can shoot a video. It makes the background behind me whatever I want it to be. I can upload an image or a video. So if I'm promoting an ebook, right, for Russell, I'll talk about it on the video, it'll be me. And then in the background, scrolling through is the ebook. So as I'm talking about how cool this book is, the, the book's actually in the background being scrolled through. So it's this really cool effect. So yeah, there's effects like that. There's things like text walls, which are really popular right now organically, where it's like a short seven to 10 second video with a lot of text on the video. The reason people are doing that, which is just people game the system all the time, it's if we remember one of the big things TikTok looks at is how many times somebody watches a video. So if I put a lot of text on a video and I make it take longer to read the text than the length of the video, guess what happens? The video loops. People watch the video more than once because they want to read all the text. Uh. Or they pause it, which another positive indicator TikTok looks at is did you tap the video to pause it? Because that must mean you're interested in it. So those are another kind of evergreen style that's working across a lot of industries right now is that kind of bulk text overlaid on interesting video background. So we've done the process, which is to create a new account and start searching for the things that we care about in our industry, look at the ones that are the most liked, start watching them, and then start watching every day what TikTok lifts up to us, right? And how long do we do this research process and how often do we do this research process? Is it a few days or months or what do you think? So to set it up, I recommend like going and liking, following, doing that for at least a week so you're seeding enough data in there. You should be doing the research process and the testing process. I think this is the big difference between a TikTok and a Facebook is that Facebook, you can be more passive. Facebook, you can be more hands-off. You can be like, hey, I don't really use a platform that much. I don't really understand me that much, but here's an image. Here's a basic testimonial video and throw it up there and it runs for a month, two months, three months. Cool. With TikTok, that's not going to work. You are going to need to create more creative more frequently because stuff dies very quickly on the platform, you're lucky if you get 14 to 30 days out of a piece of creative. So you need to be in there studying, iterating. And the only way you get really good at the platform is by doing it yourself. So you should also be like using it personally, right? I'm not great at the social stuff. I'm great at media buying. Organic social, I had to hire people to help me with it because I'm so bad at it. But I'm forcing myself every day on TikTok to post native looking TikToks. Because it's making me a better advertiser because I understand how to create organic content on the platform. Okay. So let's assume we've done your process, your 007 methodology. We've done the research. What's the next step in the process after we've done the research? What do we need to know as far as creating the actual creative, if you will? 
Yeah. So from a technical creative setup standpoint, one of the most common questions I get is like tools, what should I shoot in and how should I set it up? Right. You don't need fancy software. Again, if you have a person on your team that has Premiere After Effects, cool. That's great. Honestly, I use InShot, free iPhone app, really easy to use, has tons of effects, has tons of transitions and overlays, and I can import the right fonts into it. So I can, Proxima Nova Semibold is the default TikTok font. So I can import that font into there. It's a free font, so it can look really native, right? And I can shoot things. I can shoot on my iPhone. So again, we're going to do that double seven. We're going to write down ideas. We're going to spend, you know, block at a certain time every day to shoot content or direct influencers or creators on our team or members of our team to shoot content. We're then going to edit it in an app like InShot, or you can use Canva, right? There's other good tools out there. Or honestly, even TikTok's ads manager has a pretty decent video editor in it. You can do clipping, you can do trimming, you can do effects, you can do text overlays all inside ads manager without leaving it, which is great. And then we're going to test those inside that prospecting campaign with those two to three ad groups. We're going to launch four ads, usually four to six tops is the new ads we're going to launch for our new campaign. We're going to let those run. If you're a brand new ad account, we're going to really follow that learning phase. We're going to let things run for a seven day period, make sure to exit learning phase. It's tempting, but don't touch it or try to tweak things during that learning phase. You'll just throw it off, let it run. Do they have recommended budgets for when it gets to, do they tell you what you ought to put in there for the audience that you're trying to target? So yeah. So ideal budget, the, the basic math is it's 50 times your average cost per conversion based on what you're optimizing for. So purchases, add to carts, leads, whatever that event you're optimizing for is the, the CPA you're going to use divided by seven. That gives you your daily budget. Explain how that works a little bit more, if you don't mind. Yeah. So you need 50 conversion events in a seven-day window exit learning phase. So if I know my average cost per optimization event purchase lead at the cart is X, then I need 50 of those in a seven-day window. So I'm going to do 50 times that. And then they get the daily amount. I'm going to divide it by seven. That's going to give me the minimum daily amount based on averages to give me the best chance of exiting learning in that seven-day window. How does TikTok calculate conversions and is it stymied with all these iOS challenges that are going on in the same way that Facebook is? Good question. So conversion calculations based on your optimization goal, right? So at the ad group level, I'm going to say, I want to optimize for view content, add to cart, lead. They have their own terms for them based on their events. It's form submission, submit form, you know, complete payment, things like that, but it's the same. That's the optimization goal you're going to base the, the daily budget formula on, right? Because that's the event they're going to optimize for and exit learning phase for. In terms of iOS and ATT and all that stuff, honestly, TikTok has been very, very good. We use Hyros and other solutions, so we have kind of a, a good matching to cross-reference. And we've seen pretty close to one-to-one matching attribution inside TikTok for almost every client we have. What was that tool that you said you used? So like Hyros, Alex Becker, he has a software called Hyros that's very popular in the marketing world. High Road or High Rose? High Rose, H-Y-R-O-S. Okay. Tell me a little bit more about that because not everybody may know that. Got it. So Hyros is basically when, when ATT happened, it was one of the softwares that came out like Wicked Reports, Northbeam, which uses a variety of tracking. So it looks at, it pulls in first party data, uses a pixel, it uses pending UTMs to links and combines all of this to pull in more accurate data and also follow the customer journey and, and you know do the right attribution, scientific, last click, first click, be able to do all that stuff. So a lot of the big players use it because they need more accurate data. So like ClickFunnels, for example, we're able to look at Hyros data and then match it up to 
TikTok data. Because of that, we're able to have a pretty accurate picture of saying, hey, this is pretty accurate. We're, we're seeing pretty close to one-to-one reporting inside TikTok. Got it. So high rows, is this like a really expensive piece of software that has to run on the server? It's expensive. Yeah. It's, you know, a few hundred to a few thousand dollars a month. A few thousand. Yeah. A few hundred to a few thousand. Yeah. But what you're saying is TikTok is doing a pretty good job because they're matching is what you're saying. So if you don't have a budget for something like this, you can generally speaking, trust that TikTok seems to have figured this out is what I'm hearing you say, right? Yeah. I would say the only exception is if you have a long sales cycle, you may have some issues because TikTok, the max attribution window right now is seven day click. If you're using their developer mode pixel, otherwise it's one day or single session. But again, I think that the big thing that TikTok did, which is smart and Facebook didn't do, is TikTok didn't try to do anything preemptively. Facebook saw Apple's change and they made this big thing. We're going to build out all this you know, statistical modeling, aggregated event measurement. We're going to change the game. And it sucks. It's terrible. TikTok and some other platforms just kept things the same. It's like, we're not going to change anything. It's still a pixel. If somebody opts out of being tracked, we might not be able to match them past their single session, but it is what it is. And because of that, it's like way more accurate than what Facebook did. Once we exit out of the learning stage, what does that open up for us? What does that make possible, I guess? Or what do we need to know as far as like, is this just a rinse and repeat thing? Like everything we've talked about creatively, or is there stuff that you can do that you couldn't do when you were in the learning phase? Yeah. So once you exit learning and you're within a, a good CPA range and you feel like, hey, this is good, we're at break even, we're a little profitable. Then it opens up the ability to start making some optimization tweaks, right? You can start increasing the budget if you want. So what we typically do is like a 20 to 30% budget increase every 48 hours. That's kind of our vertical scaling there. So if we're out of learning, we hit enough conversion events and we're in a good CPA place, then we'll start that vertical scaling. What's cool is once things start to die off, we'll cycle in new creative. So once it's exited learning phase at ad group, we can just keep it running by bringing in fresh creative. So that's the easiest way to do it. You can also, there's a lot, you know, we don't have time today to talk about kind of more advanced duplication strategies. We'll usually dupe higher budgets. We'll use cost cap bidding, a 50 to one bid to budget ratio. So there's a lot of stuff that you can do, but at that core ad group that exits learning, it gives you the ability now to start increasing the budget, start making some optimization tweaks without rocking the boat as much now. I want to talk about these Spark ads, but first I want to ask about analytics. How are the analytics inside of TikTok? Are they better than Facebook? Are they not quite there yet? What are your thoughts? It's pretty comparable. Again, if you use Facebook, you'd be very familiar with TikTok, the way the reporting set up, the way to customize columns, pulling all the events. You can break down by age, break down by gender, break down by platform, device, placement, country, state. It has all the core stuff in there. What ATT has impacted in a lot of cases. By the way, what is ATT when you say that? I'm not yep. sure I'm familiar it's with what that means. app tracking transparency. So ah. that's what Apple rolled out that gave people that, that pop-up that was the doomsday for our industry, right? So TikTok attribute conversions to ads and ad groups. But if somebody opted out, it may not be able to pull in information about them, meaning you'll end up with, like when you go to reporting and breakdown by gender or age, you may see like, let's say I had 100 conversions on this ad group. It might only show like, 20 men, 15 women, and you know the rest is just unknown. Generic. Yeah. It's just unknown, yeah. right? So you'll see a lot of that. So not as useful because then it looks at the CPAs on both genders as terrible because it's only got a fraction of the sales. But that's across the board. It's not just TikTok problem. That's a problem for our entire industry. Talk to me about Spark ads. How are they different than what we've been talking about? 
Sure. So one of the differences between TikTok and Facebook is that to run Facebook ads, you need to have a fan page or brand page, a public figure page, right? To link your ad account to. With TikTok, you don't need any actual business profile to run ads. At the ad level, you can basically for every ad, just type in your brand's name, upload an image for the icon, and you're good to go. And when somebody then sees your TikTok, if they click your profile image or your handle, it takes them to your website, not to your profile. Ah. So basically every touch point takes them to your website. So usually non-Spark, which is what these non-Spark ads, have higher outbound click-through rates because any click goes to your website or where you want to go, a lead form, whatever it might be. That's a difference. That's a nuance between TikTok and Facebook. Now, you can still run the best analogy is existing post IDs. So if you're a Facebook advertiser, you're familiar with that is. Basically, once you publish a ad or a post on your page, you can then use that ID. So every version of that ad and every ad set is linking back to a single post. All the social proof gets maximized, right? So with TikTok, it's called a Spark ad. And essentially, you can do that from your own business profile or influencers. So let's say a big marketing influencer, right? And I post about my buddy Russell talking about his book, and they want to use that in their ad account for an ad. Inside the app, I can go to that video I posted and I can give them permission to use my video and give them authorization for a certain period of time, seven days, 30 days, 60 days. It's gonna give me a code. I can then send that code over to ClickFunnels and now they can use that code like the post ID on Facebook to amplify that. They can put a call to action, a link, and then a call to action button over that video. And now they can run that video it's going to look like from a TikTok user, it's coming from me. It's going to show my profile. It's going to show my video, my description, my caption text I put in there. The only difference is now it has a call to action button and it has a sponsored tag on it. So that's for influencers. Does the video count stay the same and all the metrics that were with that video, or is it kind of make a duplicate copy of it? Or how does that work? Do you understand what I'm asking there? Yeah. So once I start running it, as an ad for my page, then I can also build out custom audiences, video view audiences, other engagement-based audiences on that video, retarget those audiences, but look like some of those audiences once it's been linked to my ad account. Well, I guess maybe I'm ignorant because I'm not active on TikTok, as you can tell, but does it show the number of views on an organic video? And is that social proof? Got it. Poured over is what I'm asking. Yeah. So TikTok does show the number of views on videos. Maybe that's kind of the core metrics it looks at when you look at in the, when you're scrolling through stuff. So the views that occur before I amplified it are just added to. So let's say the video has a thousand views before they start amplifying it. And then they start running it. It's going to show to the users a thousand views plus whatever then they drive to it. Got it. It's a great strategy because I think this is a whole other video, another episode. I think in the next six months or so, we're going to see a massive rush for arbitrage, search arbitrage opportunities. Like back in the day with Google, because now TikTok searches are pulling in Google. So when you search Google, it's pulling in TikToks for different search phrases. And within the app, there's so much searching happening. So you have the big opportunity, so many searches, how to run TikTok ads, how to apply magnetic eyelashes. To be the top TikTok, you can drive a lot of organic sales and volume that way. So if you post something in your page, and then you turn into a Spark ad, and you put a lot of money behind it, you can also amplify its ranking in searches. And then that's permanent, right? So even if I stop running ads, the view count stays the same. The likes stay the same. I've just kind of moved it up in that field. So just so I'm clear, 
I can locate any creator on this Spark ad platform that's a TikTok creator. It's going to contact them on my behalf, presumably, and say, are you okay with brand X turning your video into an ad? Is that generally how it works or no? It wouldn't be done that way. So there's a thing called a creator marketplace TikTok has that allows brands to connect with users of the app and basically create a contract, say, hey, this is my project. I'm going to pay you this much money for these videos and reach out or people can apply. But in particular for the Spark ad, you made it sound like you could just find some existing user-generated content and turn it into an ad. Is that true? You can if you get the permission. I can do outreach. Ah. So if I see somebody, like let's say you're a brand, you have people post, we have a bunch of clients that have tons of UGCR in the app. They reach out to those individuals, say, hey, we'd like to use your post as an ad. They say yes or no. They say yes, then they can send the code over. So I would imagine there might be some exchange going on from some of these creators where they'll say, sure, you can use it, but you're going to have to pay me for it, right? Yeah. I would say about half or more are like, cool, they're nobody. So they're just like, oh, this is awesome. I get to be part of the brand. Right. Plus they get all the free traffic and free followers that get amplified. And then the other percent are like full-time creators. Okay. Pay 500 bucks, pay a thousand bucks. But that is arranged between you, the advertiser and the creator offline, right? That type of deal would be a direct deal. Yeah. Yeah. Versus this other thing you're talking about. The creator marketplace. That's where you can go find people to create original content for you, right? Yeah. They wouldn't have the content created already. That would be like, go create me videos, like do this and look like this. Do you recommend using that or do you recommend just doing your own outreach? What's easier, you think? The creator marketplace is okay. Yeah. It's hit or miss. You're just as likely to find good stuff on like Fiverr, Billow or other apps like that. Or what we've done, which is actually great advice for anybody, is hit up your local colleges go to career services because listen, like who understands the platform better than college kids? Right. They know it, they understand it and they work for a lot less money. So, Hey, we have like a pool of like 60 creators in colleges that we can hit up for different projects. Max, this has been absolutely fascinating. We could keep going for a long time. Where do you want to send people if they want to discover more about you and what your company is doing? And also if you have a preferred social platform, throw that out there too. Sure. Yeah. We talked about this and I, I thought about like, what can I put together? Like promotion and stuff. It's like, listen, you guys want to learn more about me. You can go to unicorninnovations.com or you can go to future traffic with a K, traffic with a K.com. Those are the two sites. Future traffics are kind of TikTok business for agency for all that stuff. And then unicorn is just our catch all, all the information on there. And then on Instagram, you can follow me at Max Finn or on TikTok at Maxwell underscore Finn. Yeah. And Finn, for those that are uh, listening, is F-I-N-N. Correct. Max, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your wisdom with us. We're better because of it. Of course. Thanks, Mike. Hey, if you missed anything, we took all the notes for you over at socialmediaexaminer.com slash 505. If you're new to the show, be sure to follow us. If you've been a longtime listener, would you let your friends know about this show? I'm at Stelzner on Instagram. This brings us to the end of yet another episode of the Social Media Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner. I'll be back with you next week. I hope you make the best out of your day. And may social media continue to change your world. The Social Media Marketing Podcast is a production of Social Media Examiner. Hey, just a quick reminder, join the Social Media Marketing Society today and level up your marketing for your company or your clients visit smmarketingsociety.com to find out more.